You are listening to KSQD Santa Cruz. Stay tuned for the Dream Journal with Catherine Bell. Sweet dreams till sunbeams find you. Sweet dreams that leave all worries behind you. But in your dreams, whatever they be, dream a little dream of me. Good morning. You are listening to KSQD Santa Cruz, KSquid 90.7 FM, streaming live at ksqd.org. I am Catherine Bell, and this is the Dream Journal. Today, we will be live on the phone with embodied DreamWork practitioner Sue Scavo. Sue is a poet and a writer and believes that dreams are given to all of us as gifts to help us open our hearts and souls. Have you ever woken up with a dream that touched you so deeply, even if you didn't know why? This is Catherine Bell of Experiential Dreamwork, and welcome to the Dream Journal. In the words of Carl Jung, who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakens. I'd like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent those of Natural Bridges Media or of KSQD's staff, volunteers, or underwriters. Today I am inviting Collins to 831-900-5773. That's 900-KSQD. We will have our guest using our phone line, but I know that we can have more than one caller on that line, so this is my chance to learn how to do that. I'd love to hear about one of your dreams, or you could ask me a question. Or maybe you'd like to ask our guests a question. Give us a call and we will get you on the air. The number is 831 900-5773. So I'd like to start today the way I always do with my own personal dream work. So it is really good to be back. I'll start with that, with my check-in, is that I have been traveling. I've been in Europe. I was in New England. I was also in uh, up in Willits, uh, the Kate Wolf Music Festival, and it's been three weeks since I've had a live show, and I've missed you guys. So I'm really glad to be here live and on the air. And I want to say that one of the dreams that came up for me while I was uh, in in Brussels, uh, 
was a dream in which there was somebody uh, I was talking to this woman whose partner had turned into a lizard and she was like really alarmed by this that she that her partner was turned into a lizard and but then there was like a shift and then maybe I was the woman whose partner had turned into a lizard and then there was yet another shift and there was like some sense that maybe I was the one who had turned into a lizard so there's something about that kind of transformation and the way I kind of like stepwise get closer to that transformation. At first it seems to happen outside of me and then I it gets closer until it is me that's having the transformation. And so what is it to be a lizard? You know, I've really resisted Googling what if I dream about being a lizard? Like for me it's just what is it for me? Instead I want to ask like what are lizards for me? Well, one of the things that comes up is the lizard brain, which is the part of our brain where we're involved with the sensations and hunger and uh, pain and fear and things like that. So we don't have the higher emotional functions. And one of my ongoing quests is to be more in touch with the sensation part of my body. So I think there's something there for me about turning into a lizard that I am becoming much more aware of my lizard brain. So I'm feeling into that and uh, when I led a dream group when I was at the uh, the conference in the Netherlands, which was really an amazing conference. It was put on by the International Association for the Study of Dreams. It's an organization I highly recommend you all check out. It's uh, the world's premier dream organization for everything from professionals down to just interested people who want to know about their dreams. So at this conference, I led a group, and one of the things we did in this group was to enact our dreams. So when I shared my dream about the lizard, one of the participants had said that they she had recently done a exercise in which, in her exercise class, where you did a lizard walk, and she invited me to do a lizard walk, and I got down on tips of my toes and my hands and and did a lizard walk, and it was actually pretty amazing to step into this lizard moment of myself. So I've just been inviting the lizard into into my own world, my own life, and like where am I moving from my lizard brain? And in a, in a good way, there's something about that that's helpful for me right now, and I just can feel it deeply in who I am. So I would like to invite our guest, Sue Scavo, to call in. She's listening in on Zoom so she can hear this. Um, and she's going to go ahead and dial 831-900-5773. And while Sue is phoning in, I'd like to remind you that you are listening to The Dream Journal on K-Squid 90.7 FM, community radio for Santa Cruz, streaming live at ksqd.org. And I am Catherine Bell. Ah, I hear the phone ringing. Let's see. Okay. Oh, I hear whoops from the other room. <laughs> let's see. Okay. Uh, let's. Okay. I've got one arrow happening. Let's see. Phone one. There. Oh. oh. Hello. Hello. Ah, we have our guest. There's Sue. Welcome to the Dream Journal. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Okay. Wonderful. Let's see. I'm getting the levels adjusted, and I think that sounds about right. So, welcome, Sue. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. So, Sue Scavo is a writer, a poet, and she's an embodied dream work practitioner. 
In all of her practices, dreaming, writing, and poetry, her work is concerned with the implied journey, the unspoken or unnoticed epic that happens in singular, often staggered steps, the movement of word to word, paragraph to paragraph, image to image. Sue has been an embodied dreamwork practitioner for over 20 years, working with individuals and in group settings. She has taught and facilitated dreamwork retreats and writing retreats all over the U.S. and Europe at such venues as Esalen, Kripalu, and Hollyhock. She is the co-founder of Students of the Dream with her partner, Bill St. Cyr. Sue also holds an MFA in poetry. Her poems have been published in journals such as Asterix, Port Laurie, and anthologies such as What Have You Lost, edited by Naomi Shihab Nye. So maybe you can start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your journey with your dreams, Sue. How did you first know that dreaming was for you? Well, I think the first time I ever knew that dreams were important was actually when I was a little kid. I had a dream um, during a really difficult time in my life, in my family's life. And uh, in the dream, part of what happened is I, I threw myself into an uh, open coffin. Um, and, uh, I mean, there was a lot of things that happened around the dream. but uh, I, And then I would wake up, and I thought I was supposed to throw myself into this coffin. I wasn't trying to die or anything. It was just this thing I thought I had to do. And um, I had that dream, like, almost every night for a year. Mm. And then it and then it stopped. But what's intense about the dream was that I, you know, my memory before that dream is very fuzzy. And but the like, it's, that dream is almost my first memory. About and what I, age and, you know, was I, that? I was about seven. Oh well. And uh, yeah, and so for me, that stuff, you know, that you know, I I can I can close my eyes and be in that dream again. It was so vivid. It's still so vivid for me. And I think you know now now I know. At, at seven years old, I was, you know, I was trying to bury some part of myself. I was trying to bury my innocence or, I've, you know, in order to survive. I, you know, my family was going through a really hard time. So that's what I thought I had to do in some way. And I was doing it unconsciously. But my dream was telling me over and over, you're, you're burying yourself. Like, don't do that. But I did, you know, of course, I didn't know how not to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that dream stuck with me. And when I found dream work, um, it also just, it just kind of spoke to me, you know, because as a writer and as you know, especially as a poet, um, I think that the things, how do I say this? I mean, to me, the language of metaphor and image is a really powerful thing. And so I love poetry and I love writing because it, it's about metaphor and image and um, moving through metaphor and image. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and then, you know, that's how the story is told. That's how we learn. That's how we, you know, that's how we're taking through, taking through the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a poet, you know, that's what I do. I work with metaphor. So to me, stepping into dreams, which work in image and work in storytelling, um, work by taking us through something in a very visceral way, it just made so much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So well, I just like... You know, like it just completely made sense. Oh, sorry, what? Can you still hear me? Uh, it's gotten you've gotten a lot fainter all of a sudden. You know what? I think the phone hung up. 
Uh, well, I can still hear you, uh, just not very loudly. Okay. Oh, I think it's going to be okay. Okay. Um, so anyway, um, so so yeah, that's why that's why like it really stuck with me, and that's why it really you know really just sang to me, and it just made you know dreams just make sense to me in that way because of that visceral learning through experiencing way that dreams work with us. Right. Well, on the show we've uh, talked several times about the analogy between dreams and poems and that they have multiple layers and they're very image-based. They don't always make Mm -hmm. a lot of rational sense and there's just a huge, rich uh, layers layers and layers of metaphor. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing I think about it, about the similarities between poetry and um and dreams is that it's also every poem and every poem has its own language, has its own, like it's a reference point unto itself. So when you read a poem, it's like you're, you're, one of the things you're doing is you're trying to find what, what the poem is saying, but also how is it saying? And it usually is, you know, very unique to the poem. I mean, sometimes poets have a unique, unique voice, but often it's like poem to poem. It could be very different. And I think that's true of dreams too. I think dreams are very unique to the person and also to the moment in the person's life, um, even though they're also timeless. So part of like when I look at a dream, I do the same thing as when I read a poem. I'm like, well, what is the dream saying and what and how is it trying to say it? And um, what is the specific language that the dream is using? And, you know, my the language of my dream is, you know, completely and utterly different than the language of anybody else's dream. Right. So, they're very, very personal. The very personal. I think, you know, I always think of uh, dreams as being tailored to each person, like literally the dream workers out there, the, wherever the dreams come from, they're tailoring it very specifically to each of us. Um, and so, you know, everything in the dream is part of that language that we're like learning as we go along. So, right. you know, when I work with people, I don't assume I know anything about the dream without opening it with them because I can't, like you said, around your dream about the lizards, like you could look up what does a lizard mean, but it doesn't really, it doesn't really get down to what it means to you. It is more about like, what does the image mean to you? Right, right. So. And yet there's something uh, powerful about uh, dreams and poems too, in that although they're incredibly person for the pers- personal for the person that created them, that they also can speak to others. And that's one of the powers of a dream group is that, and someone else's dream might speak to me. Now, it speaks to me about me. The mistake that people sometimes make is they the dream, someone else's dream speaks to them, and they say, oh, this is what your dream means. No, no, this is what right. your dream means to me. So how right. do we, we claim that for ourselves? So if I read a poem that someone else wrote, I'm not going to have exactly the same experience as the person who wrote it, but I do have my own experience, and that's totally right. valid. Similarly, hearing somebody else's dream I get to have my own experience in hearing their dream. Totally. There's this, uh, there was a poet one time, a famous poet, who read a poem. His name is Jack Gilbert. He read a poem at a reading, and somebody asked him, uh, hey, can you, I don't really understand that poem. Can you explain the poem to me? He said, absolutely. And then he just read it again. <laughs> and I just, I just, that was such a great moment for me. I was like, yes, that is like exactly right. Like you just have, it says it as it says it, the way it says it. And it's also like what, you know, it isn't what it means to the poet. It's what it means to the listener, the mm-hmm. hearer, mm-hmm. more importantly. 
yeah. Absolutely. So how how's, how are dreams playing a role in your life today? I mean, what's what? So that was when you were seven years old, and and you've been a practitioner now for twenty years. And what is happening in your dream world today? Uh, good question. Um, you know, dreams uh, on a personal. I'll start with personal level. Um, dreams are very much part of my life. You know, still I I I work with my dreams. Um, you know, every day. I have I have my own, I have my own dream practitioner that I work with because I, I really believe that um, when you're on a journey like a personal journey, um, even if you're a teacher, even if you're like the best teacher in the world, not saying that I am, <laughs> but uh, you know even if you're a teacher, uh, I really think that everyone should have somebody that's helping them. So I have someone I work with, um, with my dreams, and um, you know my dreams are very different than when I was seven years old. Uh, definitely not burying myself anymore. Um, but I would say part of what my dreams are doing now is that they're trying to help me um, learn how to become more more me, mm. I guess is one way to say it. But also, like, to, to like, uh, to really explore who I really am in a way that's very new. Like, I think in the beginning, my dreams were very much about uh, healing a lot of the trauma that I had as a kid, um, taking me through my, you know, I think that it's taking me through my trauma work. Um, and, you know, and that, and they really did that. I mean, I, I have to say like the way my dreams have taken me through my trauma work, have taken me through my like really deep wounds and have helped me heal from those wounds, have helped me like have my life be, a reference point not from my trauma or my survival, uh, you know, mechanisms has been pretty astounding. Um, and, 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 you know, done it in ways that, you know, I, it still surprises me. Um, but then once that happens, and I'm not saying that, it, you know, my, my personal work never comes up again or my trauma work never comes up again. But once, once sort of like the, you know, I come to a, I came to a deeper understanding and I know my triggers and I know how to be with my work in that way the dreams started working with me in a different way, which is how they're working with me now, which is about manifestation, about, about how do you now live from a different reference point? How do I live um, exploring the possibilities of who I am? So, uh, you know, like as a writer, the, there's this phrase that goes around a lot in writing circles about finding your voice, um, which I think is, you know, interesting and valid. Um but what, you know, for me now it's like, well, I found my voice, but what do I do with it? <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> I have my voice now, but how do I explore that? What does that mean? Um, you know, how many voices do I have? Because I'm pretty sure I don't just have one voice. Um, you know, so it's so I think the dreams help help me to understand how to how to explore, how to like step into things that I've never done. Um, you know, step into um, air, you know, landscapes I've never been in, in my life, you know, in my interior life. So, um, yeah. And, you know, honestly, that can be as scary and as terrifying as any trauma work I did, to be honest. Absolutely. Um, well, I want to talk some more with you about this topic, Sue. I think this is awesome. I want to let you guys know we're speaking to dream embodiment practitioner, Sue Scavo, and this is the dream journal on K squid 90.7 FM. I'm your host, Catherine Bell. 
You are welcome to call in at 831-900-5773. That's 900-KSQD. You can share a dream you're curious about or ask us a question. Listening to KSQD Santa Cruz, K Squid, 90.7 FM, the ink spot on your dial.
There we go. Nationwide household leaks can waste nearly one trillion gallons of water annually. The Santa Cruz Water Department encourages customers to check their home for leaks. Leaks are commonly found in toilets, faucets, shower heads, and outdoor irrigation systems. Finding and fixing a leak is a great way to save both water and money at the water and the water department has resources to make it easy. Visit their website, City of Santa Cruz slash Surf City Saves to learn more about how to find and fix common leaks or to stop by the Water Conservation Office at 212 Locust Street in Santa Cruz to pick up free toilet leak detection dye tabs, shower heads, faucet aerators, and more. You are listening to KSQD Santa Cruz, KSquid 90.7 FM, streaming live at ksqd.org. I am Catherine Bell, and this is the Dream Journal. We are here live with Sue Scavo. One thing I want to tell you about Sue is that she was my personal dream coach for several years, maybe three or four, and one of the things that opened up for me during our work together was a great deal of trauma. I went through a phase of six months or maybe even a year where I had frequent nightmares. I was so grateful to have support of a dream coach like Sue who helped me find supportive figures in my dreams and gave me the courage to continue going deeper. At a certain point, there came a time when my relationship to my trauma started to shift. I still had nightmares, but they didn't seem to define me anymore. And over time, my dreams shifted as well. And this is kind of what Sue was talking about right before we went on the break. So welcome back, Sue. Thanks. There comes a time when we're just not defined by our our own uh, trauma anymore. Like you said, things have shifted so much since you were that seven-year-old girl dreaming about putting yourself into a coffin. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, I think think that what happens is once we start listening to it, because the dreams want to be, our dreams want to be in in this conversation with us, in a dialogue, and, and the figures that come in our dreams, they come as like teachers and they want to, they want to be in relationship. It's a very relational uh, process uh, for me. And um, so, you know, once we start paying, listening and opening the dreams and opening up to their mysteries, um, the dreams start, the, you know, then the conversation starts. Mm. I know a lot of people have, excuse me, a lot of people have recurring dreams. And mm-hmm. to me, I think about recurring dreams as like the dream is like, pay attention, pay, like, this is really important, mm-hmm. this thing is really important, so, like, my dream I had for, like, you know, almost every night for a year was, like, it was my dream reality, like, just, like, kind of, like, screaming at me, like, this is what's happening, and I, you know, I didn't have support of, of grown-ups around me that I could go to, so I didn't have anyone to talk about mm-hmm. that dream with, um, it probably would have helped, I'm sure, but, um, you know, but, so, but when I started, you know, then when I started working with my dreams, you know, in my 30s, um, I started having dreams like kind of like Sleeping Beauty dreams. Like I'd had I'd had a dream about finding this man taking me into a cave and finding this young woman asleep um, who had been asleep for a long time. Um, you know, so there was some. You know, I, I think once I started listening, the part I had buried started to come back. Like you know, it really started to come. You know, I started. You know, like I was digging for her. I was digging for that part of myself, and mm. I think she came back. Um, so it's been really powerful. And, you know, also showed me why I buried myself and what was happening. You know, I knew, you know, I knew some of the stories, of course, but but the dreams were showing me what was happening on this very deep, profound level that, you know, is hard to 
talk about. So the dreams showed me how I was wounded and when I was wounded and what it, what it did to me. Um, and then it helped, they helped me heal. Right. Um, you know, through love. I mean, I love that song, that U2 song that you just played. I love mm-hmm. that song so much. Because, you know, it's they, you know, the last line is like, are we tough enough for ordinary love? Mm. And I think that's, I think it's a really profound statement, actually, because it is, you know, to be in, in the love, to be in love with another person, like as a partner, or to be in the love with family, friends, um, our children, um, when it really is like, it does take a lot of presence and a lot of saying yes to be in that love. And I think it is a really profoundly difficult thing to do. <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's not. Um, but, uh, you know, I think that, uh, I think the dreams, to me, the dreams can help us like define what that love is, define what love means to us, define how can we be in the love with, for ourselves even and to be in our passion. I think that they really want to help, you know, help us get past the things that, it, that we're stuck in or you know like if we have trauma that hasn't been worked out if we are if something's in our life that is happening and we need help with it the dreams will help with that but then they want to do the next thing which is like well who are you and what do you want to do and what is your passion and okay so so for me like my passion is writing okay so what kind of writing what does it mean for me to be a writer how do i write um the dreams want to open up all all these boxes that we never get to open because we're often just trying to survive but we you know we we all have our own specific gifts as well. You know, like you know, I think part of what dreams do is they want to help us find what our gift is or our many gifts and and actually open them and have them and and work with them and play with them, um, and you know develop them. So, well, and, and that can actually be as scary as as opening up to our trauma. Sometimes I I, I remember first few dreams of like that with hints that I actually could be happy like it's okay for me to be happy and it was really actually pretty terrifying to to like let go of the this view I had of myself as a, as a sad person as right. a you know wounded person and to let go of that was was really scary it was really like letting go of part of my identity right well and also part of how you survive I mean yes. I think you know when we have when we have a kind of, when we develop identities based on our trauma or based on our you know our life stories um, and the dreams start to take that apart. Um, part of what we've done over the years is that we've learned, we've used that as a survival technique. So, um, you know, I, I also, I think because I buried myself as a kid, I thought I was pretty unlovable. So, you know, when I was in my twenties, I was like, no one is ever going to love me. And I was just like, it was just like a fact. I just, it wasn't even, it just made sense to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, sounding like saying that now sounds absurd, but it was. I was just like, yeah, you know, I'm so, uh, you know, no one's ever going to love me because I'm not really lovable and I'm just going to be alone my entire life. And I like lived that like and I actually clung to that for a while. And so when people did want to be with me, I didn't believe them. Mm-hmm. I was like, you just want something from me or you're just you want to use me or something like, you know, I had this whole story. So when I had to let you know, when I had to let go of that story, it was really scary because it meant I had to open up to love. Actually, I had to open up to like, oh, maybe this person really actually does love me and doesn't want to be with me right and, and what does that mean that and that was scarier yes yes we think oh well get past this and it'll all be easy but the opening up to love and finding our soul and finding our voice can be really vulnerable because then you know what if i rejected what if i put myself out there and you know we don't know what's going to happen it's very vulnerable to say yes 
Absolutely. Because, you know, we will get rejected and, you know, things will happen and we'll, it's not going to be, you know, rainbows and unicorns uh, <laughs> just because we're, just because we're saying, yeah, it, it doesn't mean that, oh, it doesn't mean it's going to be uh, perfect. So it is like, can we stay vulnerable and do that anyway? And I think the dreams really want to, they can help with that. They, they really, you know, they really do help with that. They, they, you know, like for me now, I feel like my dreams are just as challenging as they were, you know, 15 years ago, but they're challenging in a different way. They're like challenging me to like go deeper in my writing. They're challenging me to go deeper in my relationship. They're challenging me to think of myself in a different way mm-hmm. um, and, th- and to think of the world in a different way and expand my worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel, you know, I feel really challenged, you know, I mean, I think there is this mythology, especially, I think, especially in Western culture, uh, about like you do all this healing work and then you ride, like you find your voice, <laughs> like, yeah, here we are. You know, you get enlightened. Um, and then, then you're done. Mm. But to me, you're, you're never done. There's always, you know, I'm going to be doing my dreams on my deathbed, I hope, because I just feel like. I can learn every step of the way. Like, I feel like I can keep growing until I take my last breath and, um, and keep discovering parts of myself and to keep discovering new things in myself and in the world. Um, if I let myself do that, if I don't just like sit back and, and just kind of be like, okay, so like, I don't, I'm not living from my trauma. So I'm just, you know, what am I going to do? Just watch TV for the next (laughs) 50 years. I mean, and you know what? Some people do that and that's fine. But for me, I want to like really be alive. And so my dreams push me to be alive and push me to define what does that mean to be alive and push me to when I am not awake to wake up again. Like, you know, because, you know, I have days where I'm just like completely the day goes by and I'm like, what just happened? You know, so, you know, the dreams really work with me to to like, you know, not just find my voice, but to like develop it, to learn what it is, to learn, you know, to learn what I have to say, because I don't even know half the time what I have to say. Right. I, it comes out as I'm saying it sometimes. Well, sometimes so you just have really... to begin. Right. Yep. And like this radio show, Absolutely. like, I don't know, it was sort of like an intuition, like, oh, a radio show about dreams. I think that would be interesting. But like, what I have to say is evolved over time. And by actually speaking, that's how I learn what I have to say. And totally. We totally, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, when I started this work, I, I never thought to be a practitioner. I was like, no way. That's too hard. <laughs> I could never do that. It's too big of a job. It's too much. Blah, blah, blah. I'm not smart enough. Blah, 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 blah. I had all those voices, um, you know, and here I am 20 years later and I, you know, I wouldn't do any, I wouldn't want to do anything else. I, I just love it. So it's so profound to me how the dreams meet us. And it's so profound to me to be with somebody while they're walking their journey and that I get to walk with them um, and talk it out with them and give support and, you know, acknowledgement and feedback and I guess coaching, like you were saying, like to be on that journey, on my own journey and also to be with people while they're opening up to theirs is, you know, is, is, you know, I can't even put words to it. It's amazing. You know, it's amazing. It's such a gift for sure. Yeah, I just, I love it. Um, even, you know, even the nightmares, like, you know, people talk a lot about, like, I want my nightmares to stop. You know, why am I, why do I have scary dreams? You know, everyone has scary dreams. And, you know, I'm like, even the, even the scary dreams are really, really important because they have something to say. And I think that they're telling us that we're scared and that there's a reason that we're scared. And, um, unless we kind of unpack why we're scared, 
whether it's something from the past or something that's happening now or something about what could happen. Um, I think the dreams really want us to, you know, will help us face into it so we can move past it, so we can integrate whatever it is we need to integrate and face whatever we need to face. And the dreams always bring support as well as uh, as well as scary dreams. I, you know, in the times of working the most scary dreams with you, Sue, mm-hmm. I uh, I remember I would send you. I had so many dreams at that point. I was sending you like ten dreams, and I put a little star by the ones I thought were important. And of course, all the scary dreams got a star. And you'd be like, "But what about this dream where the man is holding your hand and gazing into your eyes? You didn't star that one." <laughs> Right. Right. So that's one where a coach can like help us see that we are getting the support and the love, but we we kind of skip over it sometimes. And and the you know dream coach or certainly looking at our own dreams and looking for those moments of connection can help us have feel loved and feel the courage to continue. Right. I mean, I think that's why I think that's why I still have someone I work with um, because. We all have our, you know, we all have our blind spots, like, you know, and when we're dealing with something that's really scary, whether it's trauma or facing into the unknown, you know, we may not recognize the support either. We may be like, you know, I've had people come and say, like, I have, this is a nothing dream. We don't even need to look at it. And, you know, when we, then of course we do. And then when we open it, it ends up being one of the most profound dreams I've ever had. But because it seems very simple, it it doesn't, you know, it doesn't like, it's not like the big scary dream or the big, like... I was flying dream, you know, it's like, you know, a dream just like as simple as like, I was sitting at a table with a man and we were eating a meal together. Mm -hmm. Could be seen as boring, but, you know, I've had that dream, like sitting at a cafe with a man. And it was really profound because it meant that I was like learning to sit with the archetype in a way that was very ordinary, very everyday, that, you know, basically like my teacher, the archetypal teacher, just wanted to sit and have tea with me. And we were just talking. And, and, you know, I still think about that dream because it was very profound for me. Right. Because, you know, I used to run away from the archetypes. I used to run away from love. I used to run from everything. And to just have it be this normal thing was really, really huge for me at the time. Thank you, Sue. This is the Dream Journal, and you are listening to K-Squid 90.7 FM, Community Radio of Santa Cruz. I am Catherine Bell, and we are here with Embodied Dream Practitioner Sue Scavo. We are about to start our last segment, so go ahead and pick up the phone. You can reach us at 831-900-5773. And after this musical moment, we'll be right back with Sue Scavo.
live music at the sandbar in Capitola Village. KSQD, the sound of Santa Cruz County. Santa Cruz Food Not Bombs is a local chapter of a global movement that shares vegan meals and supports peace and social justice in over a thousand cities in 65 countries. They are looking for volunteers to help prepare and share vegan meals every Saturday and Sunday. They cook at 418 Front Street at 1230 and share the food from 4 to 6 p.m. outside the downtown post office, Front and Water Streets in Santa Cruz. To volunteer or for more information about Food Not Bombs, call 1-800-884-1136. You are listening to KSQD Santa Cruz, KSQD 90.7 FM, streaming live at ksqd.org. I am Catherine Bell, and this is the Dream Journal. We are here live with Sue Scavo. So, Sue. Yes. Yes. Um. I think I'd like to talk a little bit about what kinds of things that you offer and how people can get in touch with you, that sort of thing. I know you have a a lot going on. Where would you like to begin? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I you know I do a lot of things. I uh, I work with people one on one, and um, I'll just I'll, I guess I'll just list the things. So I work with people one on one. I also uh, lead. Uh, retreats and uh, do groups so I've you know I travel the country and do retreats every year um, I also with my partner Bill St. Cyr we have a school called Limina and what we do in the school is uh, we teach people how to work with dreams in this particular way that we work um, I wanted to say about the Limina school that, that there is a huge range of classes uh, offered from beginning dream work up through advanced and mentorship training, and uh, they're offered at reasonable prices. They're all online, and they're very uh, interactive, so I recommend the Limina School. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, just like the way, I mean, my philosophy as a teacher is that um, the same as my philosophy as someone, as a, you know, as a, as a dream practitioner with, with other people, which is everyone has their own gift, and it's about finding how each person works with dreams in the way that, you know, is their particular way. And so we do a lot of, you know, ex- experimental, you know, experiential work. Um, so, yeah, I do that. Um, uh, what else do I do? Well, you have your uh, Instagram 365-day project, which I want to hear a lot more about. It's uh, now in its third year, I understand. That was my third year. So about two and a half years ago, I started, a friend of mine started doing uh, – the 365 day challenge. She's an artist. Her name is Bettina Lancaster. She's amazing. You should check her out. Um, she started doing, um, the 365 day challenge, which is you, um, put, you do a something and she's an artist. So she, she does paintings and drawings. So she, every day she posted an image that she had drawn that day, um, or painted that day, um, on Instagram and on Facebook. And so, um, after following her for about two months, I was like, I should do this. And so I did. So the first year I did it, um, I just did drawings. And, uh, I'm, you know, just to be very clear, I'm not an artist like Patina is, but, you know, I like doing my drawings. They're fun. And, you know, it's actually one of the ways I work with my dreams is through, obviously, through poetry. But I also 
um, drawing the image or just drawing, being with the dream and drawing while I'm being with the dream, even when it's an abstract image, really helps, like, it helps to, like, embody it for myself. Like, it really, it brings another kind of language. Because sometimes when you're working with feelings and emotions and uh, new things, uh, sometimes we don't have a language. So I find that drawing really helps. So um, for the first year, I did drawings and I posted them. And then I decided to do a second year because I really liked it. And the second year, I would post a dream um, moment, and um, I did that for a year. And so now uh, what I, I'm doing now in my third year, Monday 115, I think, of my third year, um, I'm going back through my old dreams and posting sort of like dreams from along the journey. Um, so I started, with my, I started with the dream I told you about throwing myself in the coffin. Um, I started with that dream, and I've been posting dreams kind of in chronological order so just kind of show the journey um because sometimes it's hard to say what we do exactly but it's easier to show it so um so yeah so i'm on instagram my instagram account is uh sm scavo susan marie scavo uh and then i'm on facebook just to say scavo is s-c-a-v-o yes scavo so um so yeah so you can check that out um it's kind of fun to do. I mean, it's hard because, you know, some days I'm like, I really don't want to do this. It's 10 till midnight. <laughs> I really, why am I doing this? But it, it, it actually it has become such a deep practice for me because it makes me get to the page every day, even if it's only for five minutes. Sometimes I, you know, sometimes I take hours to do my piece, but sometimes like it's usually just 10 minutes and it really is profound. And actually going back to my old dreams, knowing what I know now uh, is really, really intense and interesting because I can see the bigger journey that they were taking me on back then, like all the pieces of like who I am and what they're working with me now were all there in the early dreams. I just didn't know it. I just couldn't feel it. And I had all this trauma work to do. Um, but I can see in the old dreams, like how much like issues of voice were there um, and how I was, and how I was silent um, and how, you know, the dreams have helped me find my voice. Um, but yeah, I, I can, you know, it's really, it's been really in, kind of shocking. I thought, oh, this could be fun. And I'm just like <laughs> completely blown away. You're right. You also have a podcast. I know I've been really enjoying. You have a, uh, can you tell about the podcast? Oh yeah, I do. Have a podcast. <laughs> I about my podcast. Um, so I have a podcast. It's called an etymology of dreaming. And, um, it's been uh, a little sporadic. It's been kind of a busy year family-wise. So, um, so it's not, I'm, you know, I'm trying to do it twice a month. Um, but, you know, it's just I, it's me talking about dreams. I'm also going to start having interviews. I'm sure Catherine will be on there um, with uh, other dreamers and, um, and other, you know, and also bringing in other practices. So, um, yeah, so right now there's a bunch of, you can listen to my podcast. I talk about um I have a couple about fairy tales and dreams. Um, I, you know, some are just, you know, what is, what are dreams and why do we dream? Um, I do have one interview up there. I interviewed uh, a dear friend of ours who lives in Australia. Um, so that's up there too. And that's called um, an etymology yeah. of dreaming. And you can find that on any of the regular podcast purveyors. Yes, you can. Oh, I saw, and I do have my, and, I, and there's two websites. So um, you can go to um, the the website for the school and for what I do with Bill is called Students of the Dream. And so it's studentsofthedream.com. And uh, you'll find all the classes and um, everything and where we're going to be and all that um, there. And then I have my own website, uh, which is um, suscavo.com. And you'll find 
writings and you'll find a lot of my drawings are there too um but also everything i do is there as well fantastic thanks for i totally forgot about the podcast oh no i love that it's uh it's very interesting to uh as a as a kind of a voice artist myself i kind of enjoy the way that you explore ideas online and in in words and voice thank you mm-hmm so do you have any uh, new things that you've been like just dreaming about and like wondering what would be coming down the line in the future that maybe you haven't even yet dared tell anybody? <laughs> um, let's see. Do I have any secrets? Well, I do know that. Um, yes. but, <laughs> uh, um, well, one thing that's happening is um, our daughter just graduated from high school and she's heading off to college in the fall. And so um, Bill and I are going to uh hit the road a little bit and so we're not going to be anchored in one place and we're probably going to be uh traveling the country for the next couple of years like maybe you know we'll probably come to santa cruz and be there for like three or four months and we might go down to um pensacola and you know i have a lot of uh people in, Sa- in santa Fe and in uh telluride and up in Oregon. So, um, we're so over the next couple of years, we're going to be traveling around and we're probably going to like, just be like kind of land in a place and be there for a little while. And we'll do retreats as we go along. <laughs> we're just going to kind of, um, you know, country hop basically. I love that. So that's coming up and we you know we're, we're probably going to start that next in, in a year from now is probably when we're going to start that. Well, Sue and Bill um, have been out to Santa Cruz frequently already, uh, to help out with, uh, the Festival of Dreams, and also with our yearly Dream Retreat, which we've had, yeah, I guess, yeah. five or six times now here in Santa Cruz. So you can always contact me or Sue to find out when they're going to be here in town if you want to work one-on-one or at least you know in, in this amazing supportive uh, group container that they set up during their retreats. Uh, also, mm-hmm. they, they have retreats in Brighton Bush, which is up in Oregon, which is not that far from here. And they're mm-hmm. just around, so contact me if you want to get in touch with Sue. Or uh, Sue, did you want to also share an email or a phone number or what other ways for folks to get in touch with you? Um, you can get me at um, I'll, I'll, I won't do my phone number. I'll do my uh, email. My email is sue at suescavo dot com. There we go. And uh, you can write me, and you know, yeah, like, and you know, if people want to just write and say I had this dream, you know, if you want to send me a dream, that that would be perfectly fine too. I, I love doing that. Um, so yeah awesome yep that's where where you can find me okay thank you Sue this has been a really really amazing interview I really appreciate talking to you yeah thank you so much for having me on and I you know I really do love what you're doing in Santa Cruz you know you have you you do your you know your amazing train groups and your retreat every year is really really great and so I just want to like say like you are also doing great work thank you I (laughs) I appreciate everything you're doing I really do appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Thanks, well, thanks Sue. I'll, call, I'll probably be really back great. back in a second to say full goodbye, but I'll do a few of my little outro bits here, and then I'll uh, be back to say full goodbye. Okay. Thanks Next for week. Me. Yeah, of course. Wonderful. Maybe we'll have you on again in a few months. That would be awesome. So next week, we will be live in the studio with local Jungian depth psychotherapist and licensed marriage and family therapist, Eva Ryder. Eva works by integrating image, symbol, and archetype and invites exploration of our personal myths. Her work opens a dialogue between the conscious and unconscious elements of soul, promoting healing, vitality, and wholeness. 
I am Catherine Bell, and this has been the Dream Journal. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Experiential Dreamwork at experientialdreamwork.com. I offer dream groups, private sessions, and in-depth retreats. If you have a dream you're curious about, contact me for a free 30-minute consultation. You can also reach me at Catherine at ksqd.org. That's K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E at ksqd.org. Let me know if you have something for the show, like announcements about dream-related events or groups, suggestions for interviews, questions about a dream, or ideas for dream-themed music. If you like the show, drop a line to info at ksqd.org and let them know. I'd like to thank my guest, Sue Scavo. It was really good to have you. Thanks again. <laughs> and I'd like to thank my program assistant, Max Deaton. And thank you to all the wonderful donors who support this station. KSquid is 100% listener-supported, and donations are always welcome at ksqd.org. Sweet dreams till sunbeams find you. Sweet dreams that leave all worries far behind you. But in your dreams, whatever they be, dream a little dream. That's all for the Dream Journal. Join us again next Saturday at 10 a.m. And when you wake up tomorrow morning, take a minute to look within. Do you remember a dream? Write it down and bring it to the next Dream Journal. Are you ready to open the gift of your dreams? I am Catherine Bell, and you are listening to KSQD Santa Cruz.